Hello and welcome to Ag PhD Radio, broadcasting from the Morton studio today. I'm Darren Hefty. And I'm Brian Hefty. Thanks for joining us. We've got a great show for you. We're going to talk a little about corn tassel, fungicide, insecticide applications, along with maybe some nutrients, plant growth hormones, biologicals or naturals, lots of things you can do as the corn gets a little bigger. Corn's small where we farm, so we'll maybe talk about applications right now a little bit as well. If you've got any questions for us, just call us here, 844-44-AG-PHD. That's 844-442-4743. You can email us, radio at agphd.com, or send us a note on Twitter, agphdmedia, Darren Hefty or Brian Hefty. Well, as you can imagine, Darren and I have been getting bombarded with phone calls and emails and text messages today about dicamba. Is it dead? Is it not? What's going on? Here's what we know. So yesterday, the Ninth Circuit Court, by the way, that's the farmer's favorite court. That's the one out in San Francisco that two years ago said chlorpyrifos needed to get banned and the EPA just ignored it. Uh, anyway, the that court yesterday said the registrations for Extendamax, Fexapan, and Ingenia should no longer be valid. They should be vacated. So we're waiting to hear back from the EPA on what they say. Uh, personally, I think as a farmer, you're still going to get to spray it this year. I could be wrong. I don't know. So I, I guess there are a lot of people uncertain about what's happening right now. We all are. And, you know, things like this, in my opinion, are ridiculous. What farmers need is they need clear guidance on things and they need time to manage. So if let's say you're right in the middle of spraying, and you were going out this morning spraying Extendamax, and all of a sudden you hear this, you go, should I keep spraying? Should I stop? What am I supposed to do? And I'm going, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. I, I'm not the court. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not in the EPA. I'm not with the chem big chemical companies. I don't know what to tell you. I just know that there's a lot of turmoil right now, and it really stinks. And this all comes in the same year where we have COVID, we have riots, we have the economy the way it is, everything else is going on. It just feels like there's one thing after another that's hurting farmers. Oh yeah, and I haven't even mentioned ethanol plants closing down and all these other problems. So, you know, it's hard sometimes to stay positive when all these things are going on. But the good news is there are lots of options for weed control. Don't get too worried about it. And by the way, if you were one of the people who planted enlist crops this year, be happy because none of those products are not labeled. Um, I, I would, or not, you know, under this lawsuit or anything else. I would also say none of the generic glyphosates, or sorry, generic dicambas have been affected. Um, Clarity hasn't been affected. Even Tavium from Syngenta at the moment hasn't been affected. That's uh, dicamba plus dual. So, you at least Tavium is labeled for over the top of the crop, and I have a feeling that maybe today Syngenta is going to sell out of Tavium. So I I don't know what's going to happen. I personally think, like I said at the outset, I I believe the EPA is going to come out and say, look, you got to give people a chance to spray what they've got. It's it's literally sitting in their sprayer in some cases. You got to give them a break here. So. Anyway, I assume that's what's going to happen, but I don't know. Uh, let's get to a happier topic. With 
the heat that we've had here in the last week in our region. Darren, I was out looking at corn a little bit this morning. It has really taken off, and it's exciting. But, you know, the questions now are, okay, we've got corn that's really growing well. What can I do to make it even better? And, yes, I realize that the crop price isn't great, but I don't care what the crop price is. What I care about is making more money. So if I can spend less than what I would gain, it's still a positive thing. So that's kind of what we're looking for right now. You know, we we do have crop that's just exploding. We've also got weeds that are exploding. And one of the things that I would say, too, we look at a lot of the herbicides that we're using. We need to get those weeds when they're small. If you haven't got your weeds under control, you got to just stop everything and get that done. We've been really lucky to have a couple decent spray days here recently, and that's nice. Hasn't been the case everywhere, but if you get one of those, you just have to realize how valuable they are because – There aren't as many as you would think, Brian. I don't know, the whole month of June, I'm just going to go on record right now and predict we'll get four or five good spray days all month. I don't know. We we had one yesterday. We have another one today, and it looks like we're going to have another one tomorrow. Well, that's three. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. It just seems like here and here, like even yesterday. All right, it was nice, but just a few miles south of our farm, rain. Rain in the evening. And then you look at rain fast times and all that. So you can say you had a nice day. We had a half day. That you could actually spray and get stuff on before yeah, I know, rain but still, out. I mean, think about how many acres you can spray in a short period well, of time. If you're ready. And that's what I'm kind of getting at here is just plan. There aren't going to be as many spray days. And maybe I'm exaggerating, saying four or five. But I know we had a couple of years back where we really looked at what the winds were all throughout the summer. There were not that many good spray days the whole summer that, that we had. And if you've got a dicamba product and you can legally spray it, or you've got a 2,4-D product and you want to get get it out there by the 20th of June, for example, you've only got a couple of weeks. And in the next couple of weeks, how many good spray days are you going to have? Not too many. So you want to try and be on the early side if you can. And you want to take those windy days, get everything picked up so you've got it. Go through the sprayer so you don't have a breakdown. That. It's just super important. Okay. Uh, Something Darren, you and I have talked about real quick here, Rise Up Smart Grass. So on our silage corn on our farm, we had planned to spray Rise Up at V2, V3, V4, somewhere in there because it is cold, cold, cold. Well, then all of a sudden hit 95 degrees and it's supposed to be 90 here uh, through the weekend. Okay. So you don't need Rise Up. You don't need more gibberellic acid. The plant's naturally going to produce it. But next week, going to have highs in the 60s and 70s. So here's my concern. We sprayed some mega grow, plant growth hormones, earlier this week. So what do you want for a gap between spraying that and spraying I'd love to have two weeks. Two weeks? You're nuts. Nope, I'm not because we've done it before. We did it at the field day three years ago where Rob and I both put on PGRs within a week and we stunted our corn for about two weeks. It turned yellow and it didn't grow for two weeks. Nope, not doing it. We're going to have to talk about that a little bit more yet today. If you've got any questions for us, 844-44-AG-PHD. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Pentair Hypro 3D nozzles are your premier choice for fungicide applications. Syngenta fungicide application field trials have shown Hypro 3D nozzles provide a yield advantage of up to 10% over other nozzles, maximizing the return on your fungicide investment. Learn more at pentair.com hypro. Stop losing money from your stored grain with the Enzone fan control system from FarmShop MFG. The Enzone monitors outside conditions to run your fans so your grain naturally reaches ideal temperature and humidity. For more information, visit farmshopmfg.com. 
Customer service goes a long way when trying something new. Ryan Shaw from Michigan shares how Soil Warrior helped him transition to strip tillage in his operation. The Soil Warrior guys, they are amazing to work with. They made this jump in this transition extremely painless. One question that I get all the time is, how is the service and everything? And I said, well, actually, I get better service from them than I typically do my dealers uptown. They're just amazing. More info at SoilWarrior.com. Worried about glyphosate-resistant weeds and grasses in your corn? Unleash the power of new Impact-Z herbicide and get the early post-application advantage you've been waiting for. Save $3 per acre when you combine Impact-Z with a qualifying insecticide purchase. Go to buy2save3.com for details. Buy2save3 is a service mark and Impact-Z is a trademark owned by AMVAC Chemical Corporation. All rights reserved. Impact-Z is a restricted-use pesticide. Always read and follow label instructions. Find your full potential and increase your bottom line with branded generic herbicides from Atticus LLC. Tough broadleaf weeds are a hassle, but they're no match for Cavallo from Atticus. Cavallo delivers fast, contact, and residual control so your corn, soybean, and sorghum crops can thrive. Growers across the region count on Atticus for relevant and reliable products that deliver results every time. Ask your local retailer about Atticus products and visit AtticusLLC.com to learn more. For value-based solutions you can trust, turn to Atticus. Always read and follow label instructions. Welcome back. You're listening to Ag PhD Radio. We're broadcasting from the Morton studio today, and our topic is going to be corn tasseling, fungicide, insecticide nutrients, and a couple of reasons. Oh, yeah, it is. But we're, before we get to that, Darren, right before the break, we were talking about the these plant growth hormones. Right. You just want to argue with me, Brandon. We don't have it settled, so I do, that's I, why I wasn't going to bring it up right now. No, I... I don't want to argue with you. Okay, really? It, yes. All right, we'll let everybody else be the here, judge here, of that. Yeah, so here's the thing. So earlier this week, we put Mega Girl on, IBA and cytokinin. My point is we want to get some gibberellic acid out there, maybe tomorrow because I'm worried that it's going to be raining and too windy on Saturday and Monday. Okay, and I want to make sure it's on before the weather gets cold. Well, here's my point. I said, Darren, there are all kinds of products that are labeled jib. Make uh, an IBA cytokinin. Triad is one. You can look right on the Triad label, and I'll tell you, you can spray it VT or V2 to V6. You can spray it again V10 to VT. So we're in the V2 to V6 stage. What's wrong with doing IBA and cytokinin first and then coming back a few days later with the jib? I, I'm not doubling up on anything. I'm using two separate things that combine the active ingredients that you're going to find in a labeled product at that point. So here's what, and the reason why I want to bring this up again, Darren goes, you just want to argue with me. When Darren and I disagree on things, and I, I would encourage you to consider this with your own family too, what Darren and I always say is, look, neither one of us really cares whether we're right or wrong. What we care about is success in the field and learning. So we don't mind making mistakes, but we got a thousand acres of silage corn. Are we going to do this on all thousand acres? Not a chance in the world. If I'm wrong, I don't want to be wrong on a thousand acres. Now, I don't mind being wrong on 10 or 20 acres. So at a minimum, that's what we're going to do. We'll do 10 or 20 acres. Then we'll see. Are, are we right? Are we wrong? And then we know for the future. All right. Uh, let's, let's jump back into our conversation. We may get into PGRs here a little bit. Uh, we're talking with Bob Kavinsky right now. He works with Syngenta down in Nebraska. Bob, I know you're not at Tassel yet, but man, the way this corn's going to grow here the next few days, you could be there before you know it. It's uh, quite amazing how fast this corn has grown. I saw some uh, yesterday that was almost knee high. It was V4 
the V6 in that area, and it was really stretching out with this, all this heat. And uh, now we've gotten some moisture uh, early in last weekend, and then again last night we got another three-quarters of an inch through uh, parts of Nebraska. Boy, it, uh, this corn is really popping with all this heat. You're right. So, you know, a lot of times a lot of times, uh, growers in your area, yeah. Bob, talk about doing some of these things, putting on fungicide and, and nutrients and those types of things now when you're in that uh, V4, V6 window like you're talking about. And, and we get questions too. Okay, if I do it now, do I have to do it later? Can you talk a little bit? I know you've got some products that last a long time, but they don't last that long, do they? Well, there's really two timings with fungicides. One is this V5, V6 time, time frame, which we're, we're going to be in shortly here, within a week or so. Uh, a lot of corn will be reaching that stage. And, you know, that timing is really about setting corn up for, for yield potential. It's about taking advantage of the, uh, the SDHI and the strubularian chemistries that are in many of the fungicides today, you know, like a Triver Pro or Mirvis Neal, those types of chemistries. Uh, that we would have available, but the, uh, what they do is they they basically allow the plant to manage uh, stresses. We're kind of in a, a believe it or not, we're in kind of a drought phase here in Nebraska and in Kansas. We thank God we got a lot of soil moisture and soil reserves, but our our rainfall we're behind a couple inches in a lot of geographies, and they're predicting a, a hot and drier next six to eight weeks. So for for us, um, in order to mitigate some of that stress. Uh, these chemistries really allow that corn plant to, to kind of reduce that pressure from from um, from the drought. They don't shut down as many cells. They slow that process down so the plant can tolerate those short-term stresses, and it really makes it so it produces a bigger ear, longer ear, more more rows, more kernel potential. You still have to fill that though later on in the season, and that's where the the tassel time applications really come into play because they not only provide you disease control, but they also continue on with that that stress, stress mitigation or plant health or crop enhancement. There's a lot of different terms in the marketplace that they talk about, but uh, fortunately, those chemistries allow you that opportunity to add extra bushels um, and keep that plant healthy through these stress periods of time. And, and that's really what a lot of fungicides, it's not just about disease control, it's about the mitigation of some of the stresses throughout the season. And we talked to a lot of farmers about these types of applications. We get quite a few questions around tank mixing. Can I mix nutrients with it? Can I mix herbicides with that fungicide application, insecticides? And which ones are some that we should be more cautious of? Well, the V5 application, you know, there are some, obviously, we'd like to have a herbicide put on earlier than V5 because once your weeds get past about four inches, they become more difficult, especially as you get into palmers and water hemp and some of the more difficult weeds. But from a performance standpoint, uh, the V5 application, many times a fungicide can be added in if, if they're in a late uh, application of their, of their herbicides. So that, that's, there's really very few problems that we have there. We just got to be careful around adjuvants that we don't heat it up too much from the standpoint that uh, you're putting a lot of AIs on that corn crop. So you just got to mitigate that a little bit. But at a foliar timing, um, you know, most of the time when we're adding like a liquid nitrogen as an example, there's several different versions of uh, low salt foliar applied nitrogens for a supplement. Uh, what we do ask is uh, we recommend uh, they, they have performed well. We've had good success with them as tank mix partners. The one thing that we do ask is that we don't use those as the exclusive carrier. So for instance, in an airplane where you're maybe going two gallons an acre, we don't want two gallons an acre of that foliar 
fertilizer. Uh, what we want is, you know, a gallon of water and a gallon of the fertilizer. You want to water that down a little bit so you don't quite get as much of a charge into that plant. Sometimes you can get some pretty good speckling uh, from that, and you just got to be careful, especially if we're adding um, a non-onyx surfactant, which most of our fungicides today uh, want to have at least a non-onyx surfactant in there to, to kind of help spread it out and hold it onto the leaf until uh, uptake can occur. So that's the normal recommendations. The foliar feeds, there's a lot of them out there today. We've played with some of those in our research plots with our grow more trials, but many, you know, there's just so many, it's almost impossible to test them all. So we require those manufacturers to test their products and make sure that they're safe and they don't cause additional burn. But it's kind of the same rule. I'd, I'd like to have at least a 50-50 water blend with them to try to help mitigate or to eliminate some of that risk that you might have from um, uh, just just an overload of the adjuvant system that's built into those chemistries. You're right, Bob. There are there are just a ton of different foliar nutrient packages that are going on out there, and it, it is hard to get your arms around all of them, no doubt. Now, one, one thing, Bob, that you mentioned, you talked about multiple modes of action, and you've been really consistent. Every time we've had you on the show, you've said we need multiple effective modes of action out there. And I look at what you're doing on the fungicide space where you've got three modes of action in some of these products that, that you're using. A lot of the farmers that, that have sent us questions about fungicides have really focused on this SDHI chemistry and and certainly you got a couple of good ones. Can you explain what's different there and what you've seen that's added in the field? Well, there's really two parts of that. Uh, it, it's not just about having multiple modes, but it's also having effective rates within the formulation. So I, I, I'll speak to mine, the, the, our chemistries, the Triber Pro and Miravis Neal both have three modes of action. They're SDHIs, the QUIs, and then the, uh, the triazoles. So all three of the, the effective modes of action, but they're all at, at full use rates. In other words, if you took each of those components of the chemistries within them and used them by themselves, we're putting in the full rate. And many of the mixtures that are in the marketplace today, are, in some cases, there may be as low as only 40% of that AIN. And then if you get a resistance start to develop Within the within one of those chemistries, and all of a sudden you're relying on uh, on a product that's at a very low rate in order to control it. A good example is, it's not a corn product, but in the soybean side, we've got frog eye resistance that's developed across Iowa, southern southeast corner of uh, South Dakota. Yeah, and even up into South Dakota. Yeah, and there's uh, several counties. I think four counties in South Dakota, and now ten counties in Nebraska that's confirmed it. And you know, if if you don't if you lose your QIs, which is the distributorian chemistries within that family, you're relying on the other partner within that premix to do the low heavy lifting. And if you've only got a 40, 50, 60 percent of the rate of that other partner, you're really talking about some significant reduction in, in overall performance and risking that chemistry developing resistance. So, products like TriberPro and and Miravis Neal, uh, with those three modes of action at full use rates, if one of those falls apart, in other words, you have yeah, you still got you still got the other two to fall other... back on. It's a lot like uh, mixing with Roundup. We want to have full rates with that as well. Talking to Bob Kavinsky with Syngenta. Bob, thank you so much. We really appreciate having you on. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. When it comes to effective herbicide formulations, you know New Farm. They've been bringing growers trusted brands like Burnmaster, Scorch, and Spitfire for decades, made right here in the USA. What's your favorite New Farm brand? Email it to turnuptheburn at newfarm.com and you'll be entered to win a monthly $1,000 product giveaway. 
In these unprecedented times, you're facing unprecedented pressure. New Farm's here to help. You're all set with the 4x4 turbo diesel truck. How about some options? Spray and bed liner? Absolutely. Tailgate step and nerf bars? Gotta have them. Tie down hooks and stainless steel toolbox? You know it. Tinted windows? Of course. Options are good. That's as true in the field as it is with your pickup. In addition to taking care of tough weeds, new Open Sky herbicide gives you more rotational choices than ever before and an easy-to-handle formulation. <laughs> Gooseneck toe package? Yep. Discover more Open Sky details at openskyherbicide.com. Wherever you go, whatever you're doing, whenever you want. Farm your way with Case IH AFS Connect. Now you can farm, share data, and manage your fleet however, whenever, and wherever you want. Learn more at caseih.com slash farm your way. You need a powerful herbicide to fight the war on weeds. Bellum is Rotam North America's mesotrion herbicide, and it fights against the annual broadleaf weeds attacking your cornfields. Winning this battle means higher yields, lower cost to you, and maximized profitability. For long-lasting residual weed control, check out Evinco, Vilify, and our newest mix, Rixa. For application, flexibility, and season-long control, that's Evinco, Vilify, and Rixa, powered by Bellum. For more information, visit bellumherbicide.com. That's B-E-L-L-U-M herbicide.com. Oh my goodness, did you see Bob's gorgeous soybean rows? Um, totally. I couldn't believe how clean, weed-free his entire field looked. I'm like, so jealous. I heard he started using this new post-applied residual herbicide called Perpetuo, and it's burned down and long-lasting residual powers making his soybeans like literally the talk of the town. Ah, so Perpetuo's his secret. Yep. Talk to your retailer or visit valent.com slash Perpetuo to learn more. Always read and follow label instructions. Success isn't just about maintaining your operation, how you make out for the season, or how much you can get from each acre. It's about doing precisely what needs to be done to feed your crop and grow your legacy. All the way down to the last drop. Agroliquid Precision Crop Nutrition. Apply less, expect more. Find a retailer at agroliquid.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Ag PhD Radio, broadcasting from the Morton studio today. We're talking about corn at tasseling time, fungicide, insecticide, nutrient applications, and I know a lot of growers are working on that early season application where we're in that v4 to v7 window i know everybody's got their their favorite timing to do that early and also a lot of growers are using fungicides late to help their corn crop and maximize their yield potential in the field happy to have josh miller with us right now with basf and josh you got some new products and getting a lot of questions around veltima for example can you talk about that and and what a difference that might make for growers yeah well thanks for having me on uh, Veltima is the new fungicide that we're bringing to the market that will be the lead offer in corn. Um, it's powered by the new active ingredient that we just um, brought called Revisol. And what we have here is a new DMI. It's actually the first innovation in that classic chemistry since 2002, believe it or not. Um, classic chemistry has been around for a while. A lot of them are still from the 70s and 80s. And so really saw a, a potential to innovate in that class. 
And the level of disease control, uh, both spectrum and residual, is really unique with this product, and, and we're seeing a lot of really good things in corn. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that, that, hey, this chemistry, this mode of action, per, perhaps, is, if I'm using the right terminology here, has been around for a long time, but here is something that's completely different. And I know I've run into many growers that say, well, I've got a group four in the tank, or I've got a group nine, or I've got a group two. Well, they aren't all the same, just because it's in the same group. I mean, Brian is not even close to the basketball player I am, yet we grew up in the same house. So, I mean, you got some questions like that of, uh, we got a better product here. What's different about this what's what's new about Revisol? yeah that's uh, that's a good question and uh, interesting you say that we really only have three groups that we use foliarly in most of our crops uh three seven eleven uh the threes are the dmis the triazoles that's what this one is the sevens are the sdhis i think a lot of focus is being put on those right now um that's where zemium that's in preaxor we kind of came up with one of the first sdhis there and then obviously the strobies we all know but with this DMI, one of the things that we think about from that class is that they're kind of a maybe quick hitters, um, not a lot of residual, but they can offer some pretty decent uh, knockdown activity. What the chemists at BASF did was basically engineer this thing from the ground up to have this unique flexibility. I know that you've seen this before because I've, I've talked with you about it. We actually have a video that shows how it bends and flexes. Uh, so it actually fits into the pocket, that target site of every one of those pathogens that has to go into control, it can bend to fit in there perfectly, um, unlike other chemistries that are very rigid and just kind of get in there a little bit. And so by getting in there tight, we have this higher level of activity, higher level of complete control, and also it hangs in there longer. And so we see this extended residual that we're not seeing out of other fungicides in the market right now. All right, we've got a lot of growers that say, man, Headline Amp came down in price this year. I have been using that. It's been working great. You're going to have to convince me to, to switch to something else, especially when it's come down in price. So what are you saying to growers? Because there there are a lot of fans of Preaxor and Headline Amp and some of the different products that you've had. Yeah. Why, why, why switch to this one and what kind of gains do you see? Yeah, no, it's a really good question. I mean, there's a reason why we didn't just pull Preaxor and Headline Amp out of the market and just replace them with Rebutech and Veltima. And it's because why would you pull two quality players off <laughs> off the field when, when you're just introducing two new ones? And uh, I think there's going to be a lot of situations where Headline Amp is still going to be the, the product of choice, especially with the new pricing that we've come out with. Um, it competes kind of at a new level. And it may be an opportunity for farmers who have been a little hesitant to spend that much on a fungicide that haven't really jumped into it yet. It may give them a little more ease to try it for the first time. But um, I'll give you an example. I was actually talking to a very progressive farmer in um, Illinois, and he's had complete success with Headline Amp. And he started asking about the Veltima, and the disease pressure he has in his area, he said, he doesn't think it's going to warrant the Veltima. The headline amp's doing a good enough job, and it still has that proven plant health that only BSF products can, can offer. And so he said, I think headline amp's going to be the fit. And so I, I agreed with him. Um, Veltima's really going to be this next step improvement, especially in disease control, but you still get the same plant health benefits that you do with the headline amp. So I think it mainly comes to disease spectrum and also timing, if we want to get into that in a second. 
Sure. You know, we're, we're sitting here and do, depending on where you're at in the country, you may have corn already tasseling and you may have corn that's just emerging. So we've got growers from yes. all, all different aspects here of the, of the earth should say all different stages of corn development. So what is kind of a strategy from start to finish? How do we protect these products so we don't see resistance and how do we protect our crop all the way season long? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, that's a, that's a big question. Small question. And, yes. uh, we'll, we'll work through this. Yeah. <laughs> we'll work through this as effectively as we can. Um, hey, it could be early, worse. It could be worse, Josh. I could have asked Brian about drain tiles start to finish. That's a, at least an hour long <laughs> conversation. We've got three or four minutes here to, to kind of go through fungicides from start to finish. Fair, fair. We can do it in that amount of time. Um, yeah, well, we can break it out into a few different windows and that, that early, that herbicide timing um, where you're already going across the field potentially and want to take advantage of, of helping reduce some stress. I know a lot of companies talk about that uh, with, with being able to put a fungicide in there. And if that's an option for you, then Preaxor is where that fits. Um, with the headline component there offering the, the plant health, it really does something different than any other fungicide where it, we, you and I have talked about this, reducing the ethylene, um, keeping the stomata open, and keeping the plant operating efficiently even in the stressful times. It's, it's pretty unique there. Um, we can fast forward all the way to VT. Uh, that's what we typically think of as well, our just ideal one, one timing. Second, one second, Josh. So how about in between? Because yeah. we're hearing some growers talk about, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to maybe target when that ear leaf's out. Maybe that's V10, V12, somewhere in that range, or maybe it's just pushing that V6, V7 to, to V8, V9. What about that in-between stage? Because I know a lot of growers say, well, I'm nervous about it. Yeah, I hear I can't use surfactants. I don't want to cause any injury. But yet we're hearing other growers say, you know, it's just like in my wheat crop, I'm targeting the flag leaf. Why wouldn't I do the same thing in yeah. corn? Well, you kind of killed my reveal there, but that's all right. We'll work through it. <laughs> so that is what we're talking about when, we, when uh, you're going to hear BSF talk about this expanded application. Uh, one of the things that we found with uh, Veltima in the research that we've done is that it, we were having a hard time figuring out when this product actually could break. And so we kept pushing back earlier and earlier in the season to figure out when does this residual control run out. And it kind of forced our hand to say, this is something we have to at least put out there for uh, farmers as another option. You know, there was a lot of fields out there where people um, may not have access to airplanes. The fields have different contours and there's a lot of trees and power lines. And um, a lot of these situations where airplanes may not be accessible, some people have their own equipment they want to use. Some people may be dealing with tar spot that can come in really early and they want to hit that disease where it is. Well, that's where we're going to say that Veltima is uh, now the five foot market. We're basically uh, creating this market right now that when that corn's about five foot tall, we feel that enough of the leaf materials out there that'll get coverage, that the residual control is going to hang on for, for the rest of the, um, when, you, when you need that there. Uh, so basically that's going to be around V10 to V12, but five foot was kind of easier to, to mention there. And so yeah, the new, new opportunity, honestly, um, and a new, new potential opportunity for farmers um, to, to access fungicides at a different time than they used to. Yeah, I think it's important as farmers that we do some trial work and we be 
cautious about what we do. Like I, I'm interested in that, but I'm not going to do it on all my acres. I'm going to try right. part of a field or I'm going to try a couple of fields that I'll do. Hey, I'll treat some at this stage and some at a different stage and see what my yield gain is. And, you know, honestly, we're going to yep. see some differences out there depending on when those stresses come too, I'm sure. And that's, that's why we're talking about it today Absolutely. with fungicide applications. In addition to insecticide and nutrients and other things farmers are putting on to try to make sure they maximize the potential of their cornfields. We're talking with Josh Miller here with BASF. Josh, thank you so much. I'm sorry I spoiled your reveal there, but but it was fun talking to you nonetheless. <laughs> Sorry, thanks so much. You bet. Thanks. All right, Brian, what do you think about the reveal? What do you think about five foot corn? You can't do it probably with your ground rig though. Why can't it? Well, it depends on what kind of ground rig you have. Yeah. So I, I I mean, we can. We have a self-propelled sprayer. A lot of guys are going that direction. We'll see moving forward. You know, it's it's again one of these things where we would encourage you, try some stuff on your farm. Then you can prove it to yourself. That's how we learn, too. So we call in the plane. We, you know, use the high boy. We spray early. We try all these different timings. We'll we'll kind of talk about what, what has worked on our farm and what might work on yours later in the show. You're listening to Ag PhD Radio. Your land is a legacy. A challenge from those who tended it before you to build on their foundations. At Corteva AgriScience, we understand what it means to be the stewards of a legacy. We embrace the challenge of building on the foundation of Dow AgroSciences to maintain your trust, to bring new solutions, to help you care for your land. See how we can help build your legacy at rangeandpasture.com. When it comes to my weed control, I know a head start can go a long way. That's why I spray early, so I can keep control all season long with a Roundup Ready Extend Crop System, the system that makes the difference. This is my field. Choose the Roundup Ready Extend Crop System for control of more weeds than any other soybean system. Featuring Extendamax herbicide with vapor grip technology to manage tough-to-control weeds, including up to 14 days of soil activity, along with the field-proven performance of Roundup Ready to Extend soybeans. Now you have the right tools to extend your weed control and extend your yield with the system that makes the difference. Learn how you can put the system to work in your field when you visit RoundupReadyExtend.com. Extendamax is a restricted-use pesticide. Performance may vary. Always read and follow grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. Check local regulations for specific requirements in your state. Success isn't just about maintaining your operation, how you make out for the season, or how much you can get from each acre. It's about doing precisely what needs to be done to feed your crop and grow your legacy all the way down to the last drop. Agroliquid Precision Crop Nutrition. Apply less. Expect more. Find a retailer at agroliquid.com. Ultra Blazer. Kind of sounds like the name of a superhero, doesn't it? Well, to soybean growers it is, because Ultra Blazer from UPL controls the toughest weeds, including pigweed, ragweed, and water hemp. And you can make it part of your resistance management program on all trait-based beans, even dicamba tolerant. Plus, with Ultra Blazer, there are no plant back concerns. Talk about superpowers. To learn more, contact your crop protection consultant or dealer. Always read and follow label directions. 
Revitech fungicide from BASF has been specifically developed for the selective soybean grower who doesn't compromise. If you think good is good enough, if you're okay with just achieving rather than overachieving, if average is your goal, this is not the fungicide for you. Revitech fungicide, brand new chemistry, three no excuse modes of action, zero modes of compromise. Sounds like the fungicide for you. Revitech fungicide from BASF, that's smart. Always read and follow label directions. Welcome back. You're listening to Ag PhD Radio, broadcasting from the Morton studio today. We're talking about fungicide, insecticide, nutrient applications around tassel and at other times in that corn plant's life. We're also taking your calls and questions at 844-44-AG-PHD, or you can send us an email, radio at agphd.com. Got our friend Kevin Matthews on farms down in the state of North Carolina. Kevin, how are you doing today? Oh, pretty good. How you how you guys doing? You know, not bad at all. So I'm just wondering, have you figured out how to make a 24 around corn ear like I sent to you? <laughs> that was 26, I believe. Wasn't <laughs> uh, that I've crazy? 24s. I've grown that, but I've not grown to 26. Wow. Yeah, it's yeah, that was a pretty cool deal there. It's neat, and we get a lot of questions. What what do you see for differences when you have great plant health? Is it just a green plant all the way through the year? Is it a bigger ear, a girthier ear, a longer ear? What are some of the things you've noticed? Well, I mean, uh, the color and the vigor and all that at the end of the day doesn't necessarily always attribute to the size of the ear, although it's a huge part of the player the um you know that quick even emergence uh is just critical uh when that when it comes off to a good start it's so much easier to have a good finish um you know all, all the guys has talked about that and they're so, that's so true um got to keep it good and healthy and you just can't ever let it have a you know have a bad day um we've heard that saying a lot over the years and this is such a true saying the plant health is just if you're going to be in the top of the game you got to have it i mean we you know we're in this disease environment here in this river valley and uh you know right here on the atlantic ocean too and humid weather and you've got to keep that plant healthy and you know the fungicides is just a player in that game it's not you know are we going to do it it's when we're going to do it yeah, I've been on those river bottoms on your farm, and it is absolutely ripe for disease. There's a perfect a perfect environment for growing crop, but also for disease to come in and ruin it. So how do you do it with your fungicides? Are you putting on multiple applications on the corn just like you are on the beans? Yes, pretty much. Um, you know, in a perfect world, it'd be great if we only had to spend the money one time. And um, that's worked out fairly well. You know, the, um, had a call come in. I had to buzz them out. That's okay. The, that's the okay. The biggest thing on there is um, we like to, we've learned the sooner we can get it in that plant, the better off we are. So we're actually really pushing that um, you know at V fifteen V sixteen right at V right prior to the tassel. Um, we're trying to get a good nutrient load in there and, uh, especially boron, we're trying to get our fungicide and our insecticide in there, trying to get, you know, take care of any thrips that might be there, fixing the clipo silks when they start to emerge. Um, just, 
it just seems like a real good time. Got to be very, very careful and make sure no products have any type of surfactants in it whatsoever, or you can really do some severe damage there. But that's been that's we're really working with that. The the Veltima fungicide with BASF, we've done trials with those guys, and um, we're really liking that early application. And you can do it with a ground rig and uh, get a lot of volume out there. And the yield has been quite impressive that we're seeing compared to our traditional way of putting it out at that R3 or brown silk timing. You know, you made the comment about the insecticide piece here. And I, I think we've we've gotten all excited about the fungicide. But getting that insecticide out there so the bugs that are coming along and will come along and clip silks or put stress on that plant just at the wrong time of year. That could be a big piece in this. And, and a lot of those insecticides are only a couple bucks. If you're already making the trip, that, that seems like a really smart deal. Yeah. I mean, and, and you know, you got to get them before they start, once they start clipping the silks, the damage is done. You're just getting revenge in. And, uh, so you got to get out there early and, take care of it and that's where we're seeing a little more bang for a buck going a little earlier on it than our traditional windows that we tried doing how about pgrs when when you're out there brand and i were just debating we had put some <laughs> iba and cytokine on early and he wants to go out with some gibberellic acid to to try and increase growth on some of our silage corn i mean we, we've got a cold week coming up we've been warm but it's supposed to cool back off a little bit are we too close if we're only five days away from iba and cytokine and to put on jib brand says how can we be too close we put all three on at one time before <laughs> well, so you got to pick a side here, Kevin. You got to be on my side. Or you got to be yeah, on Brian's. You got to be careful with you. <laughs> you got to be careful. That stuff can really hurt you. This, I will be. You know, I've had really good success with a cytokine at a V4 application uh, to enhance that girth of that ear. Uh, that is, uh, you know, V3, V4. I don't like mixing it with other stuff. I like doing it as a standalone. So you got an application cost there. It's not for your whole farm type application sure, to be in a sure. high yield environment. Um, the, man, these growth regulators, that's a loaded question. Oh, um, I know. It. It's its a I, little I, bit I unpredictable, isn't it? Well, my concern is, is the listeners out there listening to us talk, and if it's used incorrectly, it can be a bad day. And uh, so I... I use extreme caution when and how to use that. Uh, the gibber, you know, the gibberellic acid is a great product used at the right time, but if you get too much of that product, then uh, you can have a lot of trouble with it. Have you seen where you've gotten too much on that? Uh, uh, too much jib on corn and what's happening? I think that's happened? what Kevin's saying, Brian. I think that's what he's saying. He's seen it yeah. and he doesn't want to see it again. Yeah, but what 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 happened? Well, actually, actually to be totally honest, um, you know, it's nice to have someone that plants before you each year and they try things in the growing season before you because their crop's ahead of yours. And when they call you and say, hey, I done X, Y, and Z and it didn't work out. This is what happened. I know this is the what we done because we're all doing the same thing to a point. You And you know the man straight up. Hey, you take his word for it. <laughs> and uh, and others that tried it earlier in the season got the same results. So that uh, multiple applications of 
gibberellic acidus where it really dinged the ears up. Oh, yeah, I got you. Yeah, all we're looking yeah. at is one application. So we have cold weather, and, and that— if you do we, one, you're okay. Yeah, and we've done— One, I'm, I'm okay yeah, with Yeah, we've done this many times before. It's just we've never done it quite so close to when we've done IBA and cytokinin. And the plan wasn't to do them close together, but just the way things have worked out, that's what it could potentially end up being. We like that jib, and basically for anybody listening, just so you understand what gibberellic acid does, it elongates the stem. So it's fantastic and a proven thing for silage corn and for pastures, you will get more tonnage. It's amazing, but it's only going to work when the weather's cold. When the weather's warm, the plant naturally produces all the jib that it needs. And that could be part of it too, Kevin, where some guys have done it where the plant already was producing a ton of jib and then you overload it by applying more and especially if you do a couple shots on there so yes i agree with you 100 percent. we got to be careful with all these things that's why i was talking a little bit earlier we're just going to do some on a few acres we'll see how it pans out i think it'll be fine but if i'm wrong i only heard a few acres not the whole farm or half the farm yeah and it's just like glenn uh that works for you guys he's just absolutely awesome he and i was talking yesterday one thing you got to remember about um you know us, uh, you know, with, with David in Virginia and, and Randy in Georgia and me here in North Carolina is we got heat units. We got yep. a lot of heat units. We get them fast. And that's a different ball game than what you get when you go up in the northern part of Iowa and on up into, you know, Wisconsin, Michigan. Yep. So, um, yeah, I mean, absolutely. It's these things that really, you know, we benefit from it. You guys have got to really be smart and, and uh, try to – simulate where we get it for just because of our area we're at yep well let's put it this way every farmer faces challenges some uh challenges are just a little different from what we might have versus what you have but we all have issues out there well hey kevin thanks a lot for the insight thanks for calling in today really appreciate it good to hear from you and best of luck the rest of the season yes sir y'all take care you bet thanks Talking about corn tasseling, fungicide, insecticide, nutrients, even a little PGR talk here on the show today. But we're also taking your calls and questions at 844-44-AG-PHD. And we'll be right back after this. If you're looking to get the most out of your foliar nutrition and fungicide programs, ask your ag retailer about Nutex EDA from Sipcam Agro. Nutex EDA has been proven to increase foliar micronutrient tissue levels and maintain those levels for an extended period of time. When tank mixed with fungicides, Nutex EDA helps support plant health, resulting in higher quality and yields. Nutex EDA is an affordable and effective solution that should be part of every grower's high-yield toolbox. You deserve to have a building that will last for generations. With more than 110 years of experience and thousands of satisfied customers, Morton Buildings is the industry leader you can trust. Unlike other construction companies, you work with Morton Buildings craftsmen. From conception to completion, there's no better time to buy. Lock in your new building for 2020 today. Contact your local Morton sales office or visit mortonbuildings.com. Oh my goodness, did you see Bob's gorgeous soybean rows? Um, totally. I couldn't believe how clean, weed-free his entire field looked. I'm like, so jealous. I heard he started using this new post-applied residual herbicide called Perpetual, and it's burned down and long-lasting residual powers making his soybeans like literally the talk of the town. 
Ah, so Perpetuo's is secret. Yep. Talk to your retailer or visit valent.com slash Perpetuo to learn more. Always read and follow label instructions. How much money are you leaving in the bin? If you want the most profit from your stored grain, you need the Grain Temp Guard from Farm Shop MFG. This low-cost bin monitoring solution tracks temperature and humidity and gets your grain in ideal condition. And with deep preseason discounts on all Grain Temp Guard units, now is the best time to upgrade. Don't leave your money out in the bin. Get the most from your grain. Order today at farmshopmfg.com. Corn and soybean growers are in a race against time when it comes to hard-to-kill weeds. Interline Herbicide from UPL works fast to eliminate some of the most challenging glyphosate-resistant weeds, including pigweed, waterhemp, mare's tail, and ragweed. Interline can be used as a burn-down treatment or as an over-the-top treatment in glufosinate-tolerant crops, including Liberty Link varieties. Ask your retailer or UPL sales representative about Interline, and always read and follow label directions. Hey Adam, new drone? Not just any drone. I mounted a laser on it to take out weeds. Look out for that tree! In the power lines! Oh, it's in for the house. There's a simpler way to protect spring wheat from weeds. Perfect Match Herbicide. The broadest spectrum weed and grass control in one product. Learn more at perfectmatchherbicide.com. Always read and follow label directions. The laser. Welcome back to Ag PhD Radio. Brian Hefty here along with my brother Darren. We're live in the Morton studio today. We're going to get to the Ag PhD mailbag in just a few minutes. Before we do, we wanted to wrap up our talk on corn, tassel, fungicide, insecticide, nutrient applications. But I wanted to talk a little bit about earlier in the year too, because our corn right now is at a lot of it V4, maybe V5. So here's the thing. We really do encourage you, try some stuff on your farm. Here's what we've found works for us in the Western Corn Belt, we like the early applications. Now, we had been doing a lot of stuff around this V4, V5, V6. Last year's the first year we went a little bit later. We did a lot of stuff in the V6 to V8 range, and yes, it means an extra trip. So if that's a problem for you, then you might have to do it earlier. But the reason why we like going at least a little bit later is ideally we'd like to get at least part of that ear leaf covered. I mean, if we could, we'd like to cover all the ear leaf. The ear leaf is the most important leaf on a corn plant and it's hard to know when the leaves are coming out exactly which one is going to be the dominant ear so i i don't know if i can tell you that the day that it's going to emerge can you darren i don't think anybody can so my point okay so darren just looks over and laughs yes so anyway the point is when you look at flag leaf on wheat yeah we know that we can pick that out but can we pick out the ear leaf on corn, the, the dominant ear leaf? Not necessarily. But anyway, the point is, the longer you wait, the better chance you have to get fungicide in the ear leaf, and you want to protect the ear leaf. So in terms of fungicides, I mean, there are a lot of options. The Bear Plus program has really changed things this year. So Delaro, in effect, could be 3 bucks an acre for a half rate. And we do run a lot of half rate stuff when plants are really little. I would strongly discourage you from using half rate stuff when plants are big. But when plants are little, then it's really no big deal. And so anyway, we usually talk about 3 to $6 an acre for an early fungicide application in corn. Well, if that's all you're spending, and especially if you're able to combine it with something else, you're in good shape. 
tassel applications or right after tassel, silking, whatever, um, we see a lot better response in areas that have a lot of gray leaf spot, northern corn leaf blight, some of the tougher diseases, southern rust, things like that. And there, yeah, it's an absolute no-brainer. We do see better response as we go south and as we go east. Basically, more rain, more heat, more disease pressure. Where we farm, it's a little bit drier. Well, let me rephrase that. Most years, it's a lot drier, and we just have a lot less disease pressure later in the season. But what we have found is if we have good rainfall, like the last couple of years, we've had a lot of rain, and our tassel applications have worked great. They really have. So I would encourage you, consider doing that if you haven't. Again, if you haven't done it before, at least do some acres. That's how we've figured out what's worked and what hasn't. Now, one of the things we tried a couple years ago, and I didn't even know our guys were going to try this, they went out with half-rate preaxe or half-rate fortix. And you go, what? What What? what are you doing? <laughs> okay. Preaxor has an SDHI and headline. Fortix has got a product similar to headline, and it's got a triazole. So in effect, I get three modes of action by going half-rate preaxe or half-rate fortix, and I spend less than 12 bucks an acre. You could go out, certainly, with another three mode of action product if you want triva pro is great um, but it's 16 bucks an acre and we actually doing side-by-side stuff we had a little better results doing preaxor and fortix together half rates each versus full rate of triva pro so we in effect we're getting a full rate of fungicide out with that preaxor fortix combination but it's just a little different so I'd encourage you to take a look at that take a look at the new Veltima from BSF uh, headline amp came way down in price Delaro is a really good one. And again, Delaro might be your cheapest option if you're in the Bear Plus program. You might get a full rate of Delaro for seven or eight bucks if you're in the, the Bear Plus program. It's unbelievable what they've done cutting the price down. When you're out there, make sure you're scouting your fields first for bugs. If you see any harmful insects, just spray them. It's so cheap. Usually when we're spraying early, we're running a cheap pyrethroid. We might run Brigade, which is bifenthrin. The advantage to bifenthrin, it lasts a little bit longer. It's a little bit better kill. But the main thing is, for us, it kills our spider mites. Now, it doesn't kill spider mites in all areas, but it does kill spider mites in the Midwest, Midwestern United States. So we like Brigade. That costs three or four bucks an acre. So it's not very much money. If you're already out there making the trip, if you've got harmful insects, kill them. On top of that, try a little bit of foliar fertilizer. We use products like Fertorain, AC97. I mean, there are a bunch of different combo products that you can use. And certainly you can look at what are your tissue tests showing. And if you're short on a particular nutrient, get some of that nutrient out there, but don't overdo it. Don't be putting 10 gallons of fertilizer on or anything like that in most cases. And especially with fungicide and insecticide, you don't want to have an excessive amount of leaf burn or anything like that. So you got to be careful what you're doing, but I would say there are lots of treatments that you can use. And the last thing that I'll leave you with is this. I was just talking to an agronomist this morning and he goes, yeah, I just don't get it. This guy I'm working with won't tile, uh, doesn't put a pre on. Now he's got weeds, broadleaves and grass in conventional corn that are six inches tall. He goes, what do I do? <laughs> I go, I don't know. There, there are a lot of people that look at this thing and, and think that they're going to save their way to prosperity. And don't get me wrong. I love saving money. I'm trying to cut costs all the time, every day. That's literally my job is trying to cut costs. But we got to also look at, I don't want to cut things that make us money. 
Would I want to cut tile out of my operation? No way. It makes us so much money. Would I want to cut a perimeter herbicide out of my operation? No chance it makes us so much money. So we got to really take a look at those things. And that's why I say if you haven't proven to yourself on your farm, if a fungicide, insecticide, fertilizer application will work in corn, you got to try some things out. Because until you do, you're always going to be skeptical. I mean, believe me, Darren and I have, well, you heard us debating a little bit about some stuff earlier in the show. We debate about these things all the time. I don't want to spend money on something that I don't feel confident it's going to make money for us. But like our dad always told us, you got to be trying stuff all the time because otherwise, how are you going to get better? But if you're going to make mistakes, make them on a small scale. And it's no, no big deal. Don't feel bad if you make mistakes. I make mistakes constantly every day. That's how we learn. That's how we learn. So try a few things out on your farm, on a few acres, see what works for you. I will just tell you, because of what we have done, we absolutely will spray every single acre with a fungicide on our farm for corn and for beans early. Now, late, mm, we'll see what the weather looks like. I don't know about the tassel application in corn, but the somewhere in, let's call it V5 to V8 kind of range, absolutely every acre of our corn will get a fungicide. We have found that that pays because we don't spend much. We can spray it ourselves. We could throw some other things in with it. So that has actually worked out good. And for us, that's proven. The tassel thing, we've only been able to prove that in the wetter years when we've got really high yield potential. But again, every farm is a little different. Try some things out on your farm. Let's dive into the Ag PhD mailbag. Get this one from Robert. He said, adding boron to our Flexstar and Cobra applications like Solubor yep. has really helped with leaf burn. Yep. But without that leaf burn, are we giving up some white mold control by removing that stress? <laughs> Interesting question. I don't know. I, I really don't know. I don't think so, but maybe you are. It, yeah, I, well, let me let me rephrase that. You probably are giving up just a little bit. You've probably got most of the gain, but you might be giving up the last 10%. So I don't know. I'd almost rather have a little bit of leaf burn if white mold's my main thing. But let's also look at through if you leaf spray burn, the whole field. You know it's going to happen, but white mold, you don't know if it's going right. to happen. That's right. We usually have white mold in 10% of the fields that are affected. That's it. So the other 90%, I want less leaf burn for sure. All right. Thanks for the question. Got one from Kyle, and he said, I uh, was talking to another farmer about Roundup, and he had heard on a media outlet that they were saying the price could take a jump with the lawsuit deal. Is that something we need to worry about, and should we be buying up Roundup now? Well, I started talking about that last fall, both Darren and I did. So, yeah, we've been talking about that for nine months now, probably. So this is the all-time low for, for Roundup. I, 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 what we started saying back last fall and I threw this out and the, the, when I threw these words out, Darren was like, what are you talking about? But I said, what would be wrong with buying five years worth of Roundup? In the Bear Plus program, you can effectively get five quarts of Roundup bought if you match it up with other Bear products for half price. It, it's cheaper than if you're in the Bear program, it's cheaper than glyphosate, even a generic has ever been in history. So... I mean, what we're always trying to do on the farm is manage risk. We got to look at what's the downside, what's the upside. Well, the downside is not much. We just have to put our money out. The upside is we bought it cheaper than anything, than any glyphosate ever. We can certainly hold on to it for a while. So, yeah, I've been encouraging people to do this for nine months. But it's totally up to you what you want to do on your farm. Yep. Thanks for the question, Kyle. Really appreciate that. And thanks to you for listening today. 
Be sure to join us again each weekday for more Ag PhD Radio. Now stay tuned for Rob Sharkey and Shark Farmer Radio.